reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom, Yedidim. Shalom, beloved ones. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia Marjorie, my love, we're going to be looking today at one of my favorite portions in the Word of God from Isaiah chapter 41. And in that section of Scripture, the Lord calls Israel His servant. You know, the Apostle Paul said he was the bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in our culture today, a lot of times people don't know how to relate to the concept of being a servant. What do you think about that? Right. Well, I think, first of all, when we get the, the awesomeness of this God, becoming a servant of this awesome God is a privilege. We, we, come, if you, we have that revelation from the Holy Spirit. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting because this past week, I was writing an email to some ladies, and I was signing off with my name, and, and it just hit me to, as I'm typing away to put servant of the king, you know, and, and it just gave me such a joy in the joy of being a servant of the King. There's really a joy in purpose and just knowing that I'm here for one purpose and it's to serve the Lord God Almighty. It gives us purpose and reason and the Holy Spirit gives us the joy that comes with it. Yeah, Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Yes. There's tremendous identity to be found, beloved one, in knowing that you are a servant. The scripture tells us that we're to offer to God the sacrifice of praise. When is praise a sacrifice? Praise is a sacrifice when we choose to praise Hashem, when we choose to praise God, even when our emotions might not feel like it. I heard a story about Smith Wigglesworth. Some of you know the name. And somebody asked him how he was feeling. And he responded, I never asked myself how I'm feeling. I just get in alignment with God and praise Him. So Cynthia and I try to wake up every morning singing to the Lord a song of praise. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will just put a song in me. Oftentimes, it's a hymn that I used to sing back when I first got saved like 40 years ago. And one of those hymns that recently came into my spirit to offer up to the Lord as a sacrifice of praise is Stand Up for Jesus. Do some of you remember that song? Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high His holy banner, we must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, His army shall He Christ is Lord indeed. So Father, we bless you right now. We thank you, Father, that your glory surrounds us, that Jesus through the Holy Spirit lives within us. Father, thank you for who you are to us and what we're becoming in you, in Yeshua's name, amen. I'm gonna take you, beloved, today to a beautiful, deep, 
rich portion of the Word of God from the Hebrew Bible called the Tanakh. We're gonna go to the 41st chapter of the book of Isaiah. As I begin to be, uh, meditate here with you, beginning in the eighth verse, I pray that these words pierce your soul with a fiery flame and that in being pierced by the word of God, you'll be strengthened, encouraged, and built up in your faith and in your ability to walk in Jesus. Let's begin. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. But you, Israel, my servant, the Lord is speaking directly here. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend. I wanna take this apart for a moment because it might be easy for some of you to think, well, that was God speaking to Israel. That was God speaking about Jacob. That was God speaking about Abraham. But what does that have to do with me? So I wanna talk to you now, beloved ones, about what this has to do with you. So let's go back to the beginning. But you, Israel, my servant. Did you know in the 11th chapter of the book of Romans, the Lord says through Paul that if you are a Gentile believer that has come to him through the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, you have been grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. Paul speaks about this in Ephesians and Romans chapter 11. So when we read of God's blessing on Israel in the Hebrew Bible, I want you to know as a Gentile believer, you've been grafted into a relationship with the God of Israel. And the scripture actually refers to you as spiritual Israel. And so this promise, this blessing, this word of encouragement that God is speaking over Israel right now, this is for you as well, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, if you're truly in passionate love with him through Messiah Jesus. So once again, but you Israel, that means you, my servant. And I love thinking about the first thing that the Lord says about Israel, when he identifies Israel's relationship with them. He says, you Israel, my servant. What is a servant? A servant is somebody that exists to do the will of somebody else. And so in other words, very wealthy people, if they have servants in their home, what is the role of the servant? What is the identity of the servant? Well, in the capacity that they're being employed, their role is to serve whoever is employing them. And of course, if we go into the ancient world, servants, even in the Torah, we see that there were servants of, of Israel and their whole purpose was to serve their master. So God is calling you a servant. And that should bring some real force for breakthrough into your mind and heart, beloved, to know who you are. Because in the American culture today, we think that God exists for us. Some of us look at God like a magic genie, like if we do the right formula, if we apply the right formula that we read in a book somewhere, that God is gonna somehow bless us, make us happy, healthy, wise, rich, prosperous, successful, you know, all the things that people want as part of the American dream, and many people approach God as if he exists. First of all, for them, they look at him like a magic genie. They just say the right prayer. 
They just apply the right formula and then suddenly God is gonna give them the American dream. But beloved, that is so, so wrong. Notice what the Lord said here. But you, Israel, listen, my servant. God doesn't exist for us first, beloved one. We exist for him first. And we need to get our mind on correctly. We need the mind of Christ. What was the mind of Yeshua displayed to us as he walked on the planet? He said, he did nothing, Jesus said, except that which he saw the Father doing. Jesus was here on earth to do the Father's will. He is the ultimate servant of the Father. Before Jesus went to the cross, how did Jesus pray? He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, Yeshua said, but thy will be done. So I wonder how much of us need to be renewed in our mind and sanctified so that we begin to think as servants. God said, you Israel, that's you and I, those that are born of the spirit of Jesus, who is father's ultimate servant, Yeshua is referred to over and over and over again in the Hebrew Bible as Yahweh's servant. We need to start looking at our lives as those that are servants of the father. We need to become more like Smith Wigglesworth that when he woke up in the morning, he didn't ask himself how he felt because life wasn't about him. He woke up in the morning and just started praising Hashem, praising God, because he realized that it wasn't first about him. It was first about the master. And this is, beloved, if you'll step into this reality, it sounds hard. It sounds, it sounds cutthroat, you know, to deny your own feelings, deny your own emotions, to step into the role of simply realizing that you exist, first of all, for him. We deny our emotions. It's not about what we feel like. The question is, is God worthy? Is God faithful all the time? Is God the master of all creation all the time? Is God a God of love, a God of splendor all the time? He is, and we're his servants. So it's not about what's going on in our little universe sometimes. It's about praising him and serving him first. Beloved, I'm really hoping you're getting this because we have tried to just make God so comfortable with ourselves. You know, we go to our churches, you know, many, many are, you know, sipping their cappuccino in their pew in the sanctuary, trying to be as comfortable as possible. You know, everybody's dressed so cool. Everybody's dressed so hip. And then sometimes, you know, there's the fellowship area afterwards where people, I mean, that's all, it's all being part of the body and fellowshipping. That's all good. But I wonder if we missed it in all that. If we miss something, if we're not looking, first of all, towards the reality that we exist to serve him. Jesus said, when we pray, pray this way. Our father that art in heaven, hallowed be what? Thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And whenever I pray that prayer, I begin by saying, Father, let your will be done in me first. We exist, first of all, to serve him, not he us. Beloved, we need to deny our flesh. We need to live above our emotions. We need to live above our own wants and pleasures to realize we are here on this earth to first of all, serve him.
I want to give you one more opportunity. Jesus says, I'm knocking. Many are saying, I'm feeling nothing. And you've closed yourself. But Jesus, Yeshua, is here. So I gave a call to, to repent. And many pastors repented. They repented from not sharing the gospel with their neighbors and from people on their street and from with their families. And following that, I asked who the Lord was touching. Did anybody hear a word from the Holy Spirit? And they had, there was a woman that came forward and uh, she said she had a word of prophecy. You could see in her eyes that the Lord was touching her. So I asked the woman, what's God doing? And she just began to weep. She began to shake. She began to prophesy. And it was one of the most powerful prophetic words that I've ever experienced. I have given you gifts and ministry. Church, what have you done with what I've given you? And you could just feel it was just piercing every heart that was there. And she began to speak to the people, the heart of Jesus. And Jesus was saying, some of you are saying you're not feeling anything. And Jesus said, you need to repent. And he began to just rebuke the pastors for their lukewarmness, for their apathy, for their lack of looking to him. It was truly the highlight of the service. Everybody knew that they were hearing from Jesus himself. Beloved, thank you for taking time to watch the broadcast today. I truly am honored. I wanna ask you if you're being blessed by this ministry to consider becoming a monthly partner with me if you're not already. Beloved, I know you wanna see two things happening. You wanna personally be blessed, and secondly, you wanna know that this ministry is helping other people around the globe. All I can tell you is we receive thousands of testimonies every month from all over the world of people that are getting saved and whose lives are being changed. So once again, will you prayerfully consider today becoming a monthly partner with us if you're not already? Thank you. But you, Israel, my servant, it's an awesome blessing, beloved one, to know that you are actually the servant of the living God. And when you take on that mantle, when you take on that mindset, you're gonna get strong. You're gonna cut right through life in victory. It's not gonna be about being controlled by your emotions anymore. You're gonna walk as a warrior that's trained to live under the authority of Father God. The Lord continues here. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen. Now we know Jacob is just another name for Israel because remember the Lord changed Jacob's name to Israel after Jacob wrestled with God. And so God is still speaking to you because you've been grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. If you're a natural born Jewish person like myself and you have faith in Jesus, he's speaking to you. If you're a Gentile naturally born, but have come to the living God of Israel through Yeshua HaMashiach, the Jewish Messiah, God is speaking to you. You're part of spiritual Israel. So what does the Lord say about Jacob? Jacob, whom I have chosen. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you're chosen. Know that you're chosen out of this world to serve him. Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world would love you but because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And Jesus said what we've been chosen for, to bear, he said, much fruit and that our fruit would be, remain. So you've been chosen. You're part of the spiritual Jacob to bear much fruit. 
We're talking about identity. Do you know who you are? Do you know why you're here on earth? Do you, beloved one, know what your purpose is? You're chosen to be the servant of Yahweh God, the God of Israel through Yeshua here on earth. You see, if we knew that in a deeper way, our life would be so much more grounded. But so many of us, we're still trying to live in this world in such a way that our primary ambition is to fulfill the desires of our flesh. We're trying to eat all the things of the world, all the spirits of the age. We're trying to fill ourselves with the things on this planet and completely missing the boat that we're not here to try to fulfill ourselves with the things of the earth. The Bible says this, all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life, the scripture says, is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And yet I'm wondering, those that I'm speaking to right now, you and me, if we examine our hearts, how much of our life's direction, how much of our focus, how much of our inclination, how much of the way that we walk is really in such a way that we're outward focused on the things of the world, trying to fill our heart with those things, thinking they're gonna make us happy. I'm trying to help us understand that when you know who you are, and when you know what your purpose is, you're gonna be set free from that futility. Why is it futile? Because you can never make yourself fulfilled by eating the things of the world. That's why Jesus said, he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life indeed. This is why the Lord said to the Hebrew prophet in the Hebrew Bible, to the Hebrew people, he said, why have you dug out for yourself cisterns that hold no water? In other words, they were trying to fulfill their lives by digging for themselves cisterns that held no water, just like many of us are, thinking the world has an answer for us. So he said to Israel, why are you trying to dig for yourself cisterns that hold no water? And you've forsaken me, Yahweh, the God of Israel said, the fountain of living waters. You know, we think that, again, getting a new car will make us happy. You know, or eating this particular food, I could go on and on, will make us happy. But you know what really makes us happy? Knowing God, listen, and knowing who we are in him and to him. We could have everything that the world has to offer, but if we don't know who we are, and if we don't feel good about who we are, we're gonna be miserable. And so this scripture that I'm reading right now helps us to understand in a deeper way who we are. We're servants of Yahweh, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are chosen. So let me read it again and then we'll go on to the next part of the verse. But you, Israel, that's you and me, my servant, we are servants, first of all. We exist to do the will of the Father and we need to continue to pray for revelation, continue to seek him, continue to read Christian spiritual literature to understand what it means to serve God, how to walk in such a way that we live for him. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you're chosen in his love. And then he says this about us, descendant of Abraham, my friend. Let me read it all through again. But you, Israel, my servant, 
Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend. Now you're called a friend. First you're called a servant. Then you're called a chosen one. And now, beloved ones, we are called the God of Israel's friend. Abraham, the Lord says here, my friend. You're a descendant of Abraham, the Lord says, my friend. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians chapter number three, that through our relationship with Messiah Jesus, we have inherited, listen, the blessing of Abraham. You are part of the spiritual lineage now of Avraham, of Abraham. And you know what the banner of God's love over Avraham was? Avraham was Father God's friend. That's tender. I mean, let our hearts open to this reality. God is calling you his friend. God is calling you his friend. I remember one time about five years ago, there was something that happened and it was something that was really big news in my life. I mean, it was something that the Lord gave me in a very unusual, big opportunity to do something. And uh, it was big news, it was big time. And it was something that um, would have really advanced discovering the Jewish Jesus if I would have promoted it. But I didn't necessarily want to promote it right away because I didn't know if it would please God. So here was this huge opportunity to advance the ministry, my ministry discovering the Jewish Jesus. But I said, Lord, I don't know if you want me to make this known what you allowed me to do here and the way that you used me in this situation because I'm not sure if it would please you to do that. So I was really struggling. Lord, should I publicize this? Because this is a big event. This is big news. Or should I just keep it quiet, Lord, between you and I? And so I got out of my car and I was just pacing and I was walking. I said, Father God, you know that I wanna do this, but I don't wanna do it if it will offend you because I love you first. And I literally heard the Holy Spirit call me little buddy. The father said to me, when I said, Daddy, I don't wanna do this if it's not what you want me to do. And I heard the Lord say over me with great affection, he called me his little buddy. It was amazing. I mean, I never dreamed that the Lord would call me his little buddy. But this is what the scripture says here. God looks at us as his friends. And when we humble ourselves to live childlike before him, putting him first, loving him first, existing to do his will, just as a little boy or little girl wants to do the will of their father, we are walking in right relationship with God. So beloved, we're gonna continue here next time, but there is great insight into who we are and what our purpose is in this 41st chapter of the book of Isaiah. I've got some more good news for you. Make sure to join me next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I hope you're being touched by this portion of scripture in Isaiah 41. Every time I read it, I feel the tenderness of the Lord. I love the eighth verse where the Lord calls Abraham his friend. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I've chosen, descendant of Abraham or Abraham, and then the Lord says, my friend. 
I don't know, that just touches me. And when I think about Abraham and what happened in his life, Abraham totally surrendered himself to Father God. That's really what brought him into such a deep place of covenant where Abraham offered up his son. Beloved, if you and I want to enter into the depths of the friendship that Abraham had with God, we need to also be fully surrendered. And this touches our finances. I think this is why Yeshua talks so much about our finances, because oftentimes they can come between God and our own hearts. I want to encourage you, be faithful with your finances to the Lord. You'll be blessed. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Authentic, straightforward, and uncompromising. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others.
We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Anxiety and fear can be the most crippling sin we can find ourselves in battle with. Next time, join Rabbi in this encouraging series to uncover the ultimate weapon to overcome anxiety. 